everyone, what's up? If you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard me talking about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious money on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. So with Game Time, you can buy your tickets in just two taps. Well, now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. So here's what you do. You download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. You click on the My Ticket section of the app, create an account. Then under the billing section, redeem the code The Athletic, all one word, The Athletic, for $10 off your first purchase. Uh, that's free money, people. You might want to jump on that. Credit is only available to the first thousand people who redeem the code and it expires at the end of the year. So make moves quick and score last minute tickets with the Game Time app. Welcome to Hail to the Pod with D'Angelo Hall. I'm Aaron Hawksworth. D Hall, we're both in Cali, and once again, we're not in the same room. Yes. We gotta gotta make this happen one of these days. Yeah, Yeah, we got to, right? (laughs) This is becoming a little ridiculous. I was expecting to be at a desk with some mics and us actually interacting, but. We haven't been able to do that this season, but don't worry, we'll we'll make it happen soon enough. I know. I think I think we gotta make this video. I think that would be the goal for next season. Yeah. Redskins oh, yeah. are gonna bounce back. We're gonna step up our game with the podcast, give the fans a little extra. Uh, but yes. we've both been really busy, and I love that we still make the time to talk about this Redskin season. So the big news this week, um, Dwayne Haskins with the high ankle sprain. Um just, you know, not the way you want his season to end. Obviously, he still wanted to play um, Sunday and wants to play in the finale in Dallas. Really been impressed, and we've talked about it a couple times now, with the progression that we've seen out of Haskins. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. What's your take on this injury and, and just what you've seen from him and how that all went down? Because we heard how Dan Snyder was talking to him and said, hey, listen to the doctor. Is that normal for the owner to get involved like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's normal for anybody in the organization to be involved, Um, whether that's the owner, whether that's the head coach, whether that's the general manager, the president. They absolutely are there to kind of, hey, let, you know, protect the investment. You know, if Dwayne Haskins is the future, you got to you got to make sure he's going to be able to play. And especially, you know, knowing this organization um, had just had a star and a guy named Robert Griffin, the third, who, you know, his rookie year was playing phenomenal football got injured and then that kind of was the end um the end of him and so you know you got to handle this situation very delicately because you know this kid is is progressing and i can understand him wanting to get out there on the field because you know as you can see from his first start until until yesterday he actually looks like he's understanding what's going on he's making the right reads we know he can throw um, you know, throw that ball to, you know, anywhere on the field where he wants it to go. So it's it's just really about understanding what the defenses are trying to do to him. And I mean, he's really starting to get it. And, you know, it was a shame that he got injured because he couldn't, you know, lead this team back um, the way Case Keenum played. But I was, you know, I was impressed with Case. And, you know, we all know 
um, yeah. you know, the kind of player that Case Keenum is. And so, you know, this whole football team just fought and clawed. And it was unfortunate because through the whole course of this game, I thought we were going to win it. You know, it was, it was almost like we were playing Madden. And, uh, you know, it didn't matter what the scoreboard said. It's, as long as it was time on the clock, I felt like we were going to win this football game. And so, um, you know, hate it for those guys, though. I do, too. And even um, when we saw Morgan Moses down, yeah. Uh, it was just kind of like, oh, man, just, just kind of felt yeah. like, yeah. It was, and I felt like they were going to win that one, too. And then it was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Um, and, and Morgan someone who is such a warrior. I mean, he plays through so much. Um, and to yeah. see him in pain like that, that was unfortunate as well. And then Callahan said he, you know, believed in the way the defense was playing towards the end of the game. And it just really didn't go their way. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. You know, but anytime you give up five passing touchdowns, um, you know, it's going to be tough to try to win that football game. You know, like I said, defense fought and clawed, but, you know, it's just, you know, when you're down to your fourth and fifth corners, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's probably tough to do what you normally would like to do um, in terms of run your scheme defensively. So, uh, you know, but like I said, this team fought. This team fought, they clawed, and, you know, that's what you that's what you want to look for as a, you know, as a fan base, as just, um, you know, analysts on TV watching. That's what I'm looking for is to see this team fight because for me, it's all about how, they, how they'll prepare for next season because we know that this season is pretty much a wash. Yeah, and I guess if it's any consolation prize, you never want to lose, especially a division game, but the Redskins – did move up to number two in you the draft in the hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that now. Hey, look, I know everybody <laughs> wants to win, but how great would it be if you get another homegrown talent and you can, and you can get Chase Young? Um, exactly. Or, or even if you don't believe in him and your vision, um, you're able to move that pick because there's a ton of organizations that covet that pick. Um, and so you got some more draft capital there. So, you know, there's a couple different ways you can look at it. But, you know, like I said, for me, it's not about wins and losses. I just want to see these players get better and keep fighting because you don't want to see them quit, especially um, not on Coach Callahan because he's still in the running to be this, you know, to be this team's football coach. Yeah, but he's taking some criticism, by the way. You know, he's kind of handling things end of games. He's so conservative. I guess, I mean, you know, it's hard to say because he has changed the vibe of this team and they really are fighting and they haven't given up when really they kind of had a few reasons to, but you know, he's definitely, I I don't know. Do you think they'll keep him around? You know what, Aaron? I don't know. Um, you know, depending on the direction of that front office, um, and you know, where that lands, um, will probably determine, you know, who this next football coach or what the identity of this, uh, football team will start to look like. And then we'll start to figure out, Hey, is Dwayne Haskins the guy? What kind of offense are they going to run? What kind of defense are they going to run? Uh, what's going to be the mindset of this team? Because we're starting to already see what Coach Callahan's mindset is. And it is conservative. It is old school. It is smash mouth style of football. And if if you're okay with not having sexy wins and just winning football games, I think Coach Callahan is absolutely your guy. But if you want to be a little bit sexy and you want to throw it around a little bit and you want to have something innovative and different, um, and new, yeah, you're probably going to go in. Go, you're probably going to go in a different direction, and, and you know, and that's when the Eric B enemies and um, you know those type of names start coming up because those those are guys who 
can design, you know, different types of offensive plays and get their guys in position and, you know, all that new exotic style of offense with the RPOs, um, you know, that's what those guys are doing. And we were talking about the Redskins potentially being in the driver's seat to select Ohio State, Chase Young. Um, I've been wanting a pass, a, a good pass rusher in here for a while. I think that would excite well, the fan well, base. Well, and and you say you've been wanting a good pass rusher in here for a while. What's Ryan Kerrigan? Can I ask you that question? What is Ryan Kerrigan in You're your eyes? You're putting me on the spot. He's just a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting you on. I'm, I'm definitely putting you on the spot. I need someone and then, a little and more then, excited. And then okay? you can I'm ask me the question. <laughs> Go ahead. You say what now? I kind of want someone a little more exciting in here. You know. I no, mean, he's no. Kerrigan's exciting, and he's like we've talked about what a great guy he is. But he's a little. I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> well, here you go. Let me answer that question for you then. Let me answer that question. What's Ryan Kerrigan? Ryan Kerrigan is an effort guy who's reliable, uh, great teammate. He's going to always be in the right position. Yeah. He's not really going to jump out and flash and make a whole bunch of plays. Now, and I, like I, I said. I like flash. I like a little flash. I, yeah, we, I think we this all, team needs we all, that. We all love Flash because you need playmakers, um, especially at that position. And Ryan yeah. Kerrigan has made plays at times, but is in those crucial situations when you call clutch players. The reason we think of Von Miller is this, you know, NFL defensive MVP and all pro and almost on the NFL all 100 team. Because when the game's on the line and it's third and seven, he's going to get the ball. He is undoubtedly going to get the football in crucial situations in the game. And I play with Ryan Kerrigan. And like I said, he is a great player, but he just made plays. Uh, I mean, he didn't, uh, listen, uh, let, Ryan let me say Anderson he didn't make plays in the, in, the most, in the most clutch of situations where Ryan Anderson gets the football. Um, and that's what I've always said. When Kerrigan comes in for sacks most of the time, and he's got better over his career, but he was never a go get the ball. He was a ah, let me hit you as hard as I can. And I see that's like what the I love. elite pass rushers, <laughs> the elite pass yeah. rushers, they go get the football. They yeah. understand that if I smack this ball out your hand, that's a sack, mm-hmm. and I get a chance to get the football. That's what Von Miller does. That's what Alden Smith did that made him great. Michael Strahan. I think we yeah, need on that's this the team. Flash. And I, yeah, yeah, I think that's um, the flash. And so Chase Young, obviously, yes. He's that flash. Um, but like I said, Ryan Kerrigan, he's going to be the all-time sack leader in Redskins history, and deservedly so. Um, the dude is, is a consummate professional. He, he gets the football. He will, end, you know, he will end every season with double-digit sacks. I just, need, I just need more sacks and impactful moments. Like I said, that's why we call Kobe Bryant and, 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 and Michael Jordan clutch performers and some of the greatest of all time because when you need them to make that play, they make that play. And that's what I don't see a lot of, um, you know, with Ryan Kerrigan. But like I said, love the dude to death, but you're absolutely Same. right. That's why we're gushing over Chase Young because he gives you that that Von Miller type of feel, that go get the football, um, you know, type of feel. That aggressiveness. Um, and, and, and it is, you know, like you need the ability to create turnovers. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. That, I mean, that, you know, so I think that would be awesome. Now that we're talking about defense, there was a report that came out that um, the Rams could be moving on from Wade Phillips. I know they had kind of just 
you know, they, they had a chance to get Wade before they didn't, the Redskins. They a, yeah, could they, they take a look at uh, – do you think you could see him? I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, they had a chance twice. Um, and the first time, uh, you know, Wade probably felt a little disrespected because the job was given to Joe Barry, who I love Joe Barry. Wade even has Joe Barry on his staff now. Um, in LA. So I know Wade respects Joe Barry uh, immensely, but Joe Barry's only coordinator experience was a Detroit Lions defense that went 0-16. And here you have Wade Phillips, this this seasoned veteran uh, uh, coordinator who can, can just come off a Super Bowl victory with the Broncos as a coordinator. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we pass him up for Joe Barry. And like I said, I love Joe Barry. Then the second time around, when we fired Joe Barry, we asked Wade again, hey, Wade, can you come, you know, would you come in? Wade and felt salty time, his from, son Wes was with the team, and, too. And, and, and I his thought, son Wes was with the team. And yeah. you, you, you just knew we were going to sign him. And Wade went out to L.A. with, uh, with Sean McVay. And now Wes's son is in L.A. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting um, to see, uh, you know, who the list of candidates is, because depending too who their head football coach is, we can't just go picking coordinators. We got to figure out what that, you know, what what kind of identity does this does this head football coach want his team to be? Heck, it might be a defensive minded head coach. Who knows? I know we've been saying offense, offense, offense because you have to develop Dwayne Haskins. But if you get a guy who can come in here and lead men as a defensive coach but has a I mean a a a foolproof uh offensive game plan from a who right. his coordinator will be and developing that 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 uh that quarterback I mean that's not a bad option either so you know it's 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 going to be interesting because you do have such a talented young defense you have to capitalize say, on I hope it. they do kind of go the defensive route I I don't know I just think it would be Really fun to, you know, watch this team take on a defensive minded identity and still continue to develop and see amazing progression from Haskins. And, you know, with Kevin O'Connell here and getting the right um, head coach in here, maybe, you know, it it would be beneficial, right? Yeah, but see, see, there you go. And see, we're already handpicking this head coach's staff. You know, we're talking about Kevin O'Connell being the <laughs> OC. We're trying to find him in D.C. Because we're like, already looking ahead to next but, season. We have but we see, can't really we have to down the order, Cowboys game. <laughs> but in order for this coach, but in order for this coach to succeed and be successful, we have to let this head coach be the head coach and pick his offensive coordinator. If it's Kevin O'Connell, great. If it's not, we have to be on board with who this guy brings in to execute his plan. Same thing defensively. Um, and so, you know, unless it's going to be Coach Callahan, you know, I don't think Kevin O'Connell um, will be retained because anybody who comes in here as an offensive-minded coach is going to want, want all their, their guys executing yeah. their plan their way, period. I How mean, tough period. is that for the players when it's like, okay, they are in Jay Gruden's system and now it's oh, Callahan. Oh, it's extremely it's, tough. It's like, oh. woof. Extremely tough. Now, those guys probably won't change the playbook and verbiage that much, um, but they'll change the mindset and, you know, the way in which they call plays, the kind of plays they like in certain situations. But it's really tough, Aaron, when you have a coordinator one year and then another coordinator another year. Like, I know 100% the reason Dwayne Haskins' progression um, was was slowed down. It, it was simply, initially, he was – told he was never going to play. Right. right. 
I mean, so he's he running he, over he, there on the but, sideline. But hold, on. And just, but hold on. He didn't try to learn this playbook. I know he didn't. 100% wholeheartedly, I know this kid did not try to learn this playbook because they told him he wasn't going to play. He was running scouts or running scout team cars, all that little jazz. All right, cool. Then you get him. Now you're trying to, you know, teach him the playbook because you're telling him he has a chance to play possibly. And so, all right, he's trying a little bit. And so he was just stuck behind the eight ball. And then you tell him, all right, bam, it's all yours. Here's the keys to the car. And now he's scrambling, trying to learn. And you can see like, man, this, this dude's sharp. Imagine if we'd have told him from day one, hey, man, you're going to get a chance to play. You're going to be playing. You're going to be competing for a starting quarterback position. Let's go, man. Bam. And putting yeah. the time into him, pouring that type of time into him. That's where Jay went wrong. Jay should have, from the jump, prepared this kid to play from day one. Knowing that we don't but want he, to play you. We don't want Jay, to play you, but we're going to prepare you as if you're going to play. And that's what didn't happen with this dude. And that's why he was already behind the eight ball. But he's shown that, hey, I'm, 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 I'm pretty smart because he's seeing what's going on. And you can tell, I mean, goodness, in that first half, I mean, he was putting that ball where it needed to be and he wasn't making mistakes. And if you don't turn this football, if you don't turn this football over, you got a chance to win. I'm telling you, if mm-hmm. you get the right coaching in here and get this defense back going to where they where they were, I mean, goodness, you got a chance and you should have a lot of money left over. Um, you know, when you you know, when you flip this roster around. So before we move on, I want to pause this episode and let you know about DoorDash. Have you ever had a long day at work and you just don't feel like cooking and you're sick of leftovers and microwaving your food, frozen pizza, all that stuff? You want some real food? You want it warm? Well, DoorDash has restaurant quality food with a living room dress code. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of 15 bucks or more. That's when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Hail. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code HAIL. And don't forget, once again, in case you missed it the first three times, enter promo code HAIL for 5 bucks off your first order from DoorDash. I wonder how motivating it is for other young quarterbacks to see, you know, what Lamar Jackson is doing and all the criticism like, oh, he's a running back and this and that. That he he went through and he worked his butt off in the offseason and look what he's doing now. I mean, do you think that kind of rubs off on some of these other young quarterbacks? Like a oh, Dwayne absolutely. Haskins? Absolutely. You know, I you know, I don't now I'm not gonna say a Dwayne Haskins, but you know, the mobile type of quarterback who was always told that they can't do XYZ or they're, you know, being thrown in a box to go play corner or go play receiver or go move to another position. I mean, heck, the receiver in, uh, you know, in Philly who beat us for the game winner, you know, he was Houston's quarterback, I think, in, you know, in college and, 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 and was a really good quarterback. And, you know, he was forced to play receiver in the NFL. And so I think more so those types of quarterbacks are seeing that, man, you know, I might get a chance to play the next level when for so many years they've been told that this style of offense won't work. Um, I think Lamar Jackson and them are showing people, hey, look, you can you can play quarterback just like this, or you can play quarterback just like that. Which one do you want to do? How do you want your team to be? Or you can have a mixture of both. Arizona's kind of got a mixture of both. And I think Kyler Murray is showing us that, man, he 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 is the real deal. He made the right decision because, I mean, that little shifty dude, he knows when to get down. He I've never seen him take a hit, Aaron. And he's mm-hmm. throwing that ball all over the yard. They just beat 
uh, who did they beat? Seattle, I think. Um, and so, I mean, they are playing really good football. Are you talking about the Ravens? No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, uh, Kyle Mary up in, uh, oh, up in yeah, Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm saying like yeah. even that style is is, is kind of coming coming off. Well, Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's trying to run you over. Kyler Murray's getting his eight nine yards and he's getting down. Um, but Cliff Kingsbury has them boys rolling, and so I think a lot of these young young college quarterbacks and high school quarterbacks who who run this style of offense is really getting excited about the possibility of hey, you know, I you know if, if I can get the opportunity, I, I can do something like this at the next level. How big of a mistake did the Redskins make by not by bringing Jay Gruden back? Because he's re- he was really in a tough position when you think about it, because he had to win to save his job. And obviously, we know he wasn't invested in grooming Dwayne Haskins. So it's kind of like now that we look back, it's like, why did they even bring him back? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought the plan should have been from the jump. You either bring a, a, a new football coach in here to coach your coach this 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 quarterback you're drafting and have those two guys married together learning the same system or you give Jay Gruden an extension and you give him another two three years and say hey we're, we're going to give <clears throat> excuse me we're going to give you a chance to develop this guy because you did tie Jay Gruden hands you told him win now but develop this guy yes. and you know you, you you have to pick one because it's tough to win in this league um, with a young quarterback unless you put put a lot of pieces around him to succeed and this offense just wasn't wasn't built for that um at that at, at this particular moment and so I mean it was definitely a tough situation and you know like I said I would have gotten a new coach in here with my quarterback or I or I would have extended Jay Gruden because just having him in limbo like that it wasn't a good formula uh for success at all yeah, on the flip side, um, Tom Lavero, who is a host on 106.7 The Fan and also uh-huh. um, writes for The Washington Times, I saw a tweet from him and I thought it was kind of interesting and I'm curious to get your take because he said, you know, so many people are hyping up this young group of talent that the Redskins have. So wouldn't that mean that Bruce Allen has done his job? And I was like, damn, Tom, that is a good point because people are believing in this young group of talent that the Redskins have then maybe Bruce isn't doing that bad of a job. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always felt like, you know, even from a coaching standpoint, um, you know, no one person accepts all the uh, responsibility, you yeah. know, all the fault, all the fault, all the praise. <clears throat> um, it takes, it takes all of it. And, you know, I do think we have, you know, a nice collection of young talent. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think Tom's absolutely right. Uh, you know, I think there are other other factors in this contracts and other players that are brought in that kind of would, you know, tip the scale, um, you know, kind of more so even. Um, but the wins and losses is what the fan base looks at. And ultimately, they blame the people at the top for the wins and losses. Um, you know, those wins and losses doesn't disappear with Jay Gruden because he left. Um, they're still accounted for and this organization still has to hold those losses and those wins. And so, you know, you have to win football games. And I think that's the ultimate measuring stick. And until we as an organization start winning more football games, we're all going to be looked at like, (laughs) uh, what are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. Because I even feel that way as a player. You know, I feel that way as a former player when I sit back and think about my time here and I'm like, man, you know, I had so much fun. I did so many cool things. 
But man, I wish I could have won more. It would have made things so much more meaningful and just, you know, I, I would have felt like I left a little more of a legacy, uh, you know, having won football games because that's what it's all about. Yeah. How did things go with your conversation with Bruce? Any meetings with Dan coming up? <laughs> <laughs> none, none on the calendar. None on the calendar. <laughs> you got to get him like a Christmas present or something. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the fan base would love to see you in some type of front office role. It would really be exciting. And and just your passion and, and love for the Redskins. You're from the area. Um, how important would it be for you? Um, you know, I think it would be, you know, I think it would be, you know, something, something that would benefit both parties. You know, I think myself, I think the expertise, I think I offer in just, just dealing with some of these players, dealing with, you know, some people, you know, the relationships I have, um, you know, I've grown so much in this league and I think, you know, people, people know that people see that, you know, I was at the combine a couple of years ago and so many different coaches, head coaches, <clears throat> excuse me, head coaches and and GMs and presidents now and just guys who are who are associated with teams, um, you know, told me so many different stories about myself over the years. And they were just like, dude, to see you right here, man. I mean, it was just it was so humbling to see these people, you know, see me in a different light than than um, than what I was when I first came in this league as a 20 year old, because, you know, sometimes you don't get to you don't get a do-over. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. those first impressions stick with you forever. And so it's nice to not be considered me Angelo anymore. And, and guys <laughs> call me D'Angelo. So it's nice to show the growth. When people called you that, would you laugh? Or like, would it bother you? It would bother me a little bit because I was totally not a me that person. That type of dude. Yeah. But it did come across that way. Um, and when I look back and reflect on things. I'm like, man, I, you know, I wish I could have done some things a little, a little bit differently, but you know, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have changed a single thing because I wouldn't be where I am right here right now. And I'm loving where I am in life. And like you were saying, because of those experiences that you went through, you're able to relate to so many different types of players. And that's such a huge asset. If you were to be in a front office role, like you were saying, like you can, you can get through to any type of dude because you've been there and you've grown and evolved in the league. And you know what that guy might be thinking or what they're going through and how to push them and bring the most out of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Aaron. You 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 have to be able to take your sevens and your sixes and turn them into eights and nines. You know, you, you're not <laughs> going to be blessed to have all tens. Um, you know, like you do in college, where you can go out and just recruit all the five star kids you can get your hands on. You got to develop talent. You got to get the most out of them. You got to, you know, you got to have these players want to play for you. Um, because, like I said, I you know I would run through a brick wall for some of the coaches I had the opportunity to play for, and it was because I felt like they really, really cared about me and you know my well being and wanted me to succeed and put me you know put me in position to succeed and to make plays. And so, you know, it goes back to putting guys in in the right positions for them to succeed. You know, no nobody's going to trust you if you make them do something they know they can't do. But you put them in position to do something, they feel like, oh man, I'm about to I'm about to shine. Man, they gonna man, they gonna love coming to work. They gonna love going out there balling. I love going out there playing because I knew the coaches put me in position to make plays, and that's all I wanted to do was make plays to help my team win football games. I love it. All right, before we wrap this up, a big story in the NFL is the Seahawks 
are doing a little visit with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Um, obviously, Seattle's got a bunch of running back injuries. What are your thoughts on this? Hey, look, Marshawn's one of these type of dudes who just, I mean, you can give him the ball right now and he can go in, 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 in a game. And if there's some holes, he's going to find them. And with his effort, he's going to make some guys miss and run some guys over. Um, he's just that kind of guy. So I love it. I love Me it. Marshawn's a guy who has equity in this organization. They love him. They know the kind of worker he is. They understand he knows this offense. The city loves him. And mm-hmm. trust me, if he wasn't ready, they wouldn't They wouldn't be calling him. So I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it too. All right. I hope you have an amazing time with family. Uh, Merry Christmas. And thank you so much for making time to do this this week. I know it's a busy week and you're with NFL Network. We'll be sure to check you out tonight. Um, and we'll follow up next week. All right. Appreciate it. And you have a Merry Christmas too. And happy holidays. Thank you. Holly Hawk. Out. Oh.